if I'm watching uh, or if I'm in the film, I, I want I want to connect with with the character somehow uh, and with the story. I want to, even if it's a completely uh, foreign world to me, I want to recognize. I guess just the humanness in 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 the piece of art. Surely Contagion would be the most watched film this pandemic. Hollywood actor John Hawkes, who has played a decisive role in the film, thinks so too. This is Nina C. George, and I'm joined today by John Hawkes, who will be turning 60 soon. He talks to us about his selection of films. how yoga has helped him stay fit and how he learned to cook hi john hello how are you i'm good how are you how are things there i mean with the pandemic everything and the... well i was about to ask you too uh things <laughs> in los angeles are pretty good i think we're slowly slowly making our way i think out of it i don't know you know that mm. there'll ever be a moment where they say everything's fine everybody come out <laughs> everything's right. okay you know it's difficult how how are things i know yeah it, has had, it, it's a lot of problems like like we have too right right it's almost the same here as well john it's no different what did you do during the pandemic did you uh, i mean were you working on uh, some script or were you listening to scripts not so much you know i have a lot of other interests so i was you know playing music and writing a bit and that's so much i actually did did work on a on a script i'm going to make a short film with a friend just for something to do okay. and um yeah i've been reading a great deal and um golfing a little and just trying to be outdoors as much as i can okay, okay great i think contagion that's that's what uh, uh you know uh, the movie that you worked on so many years ago but looking at it now yes you know <laughs> the situation is so similar and uh, d- yes. when you <laughs> apparently it's, it's <laughs> tell us apparently about it's it. quite popular now yes yeah <laughs> and it's also the most widely watched cinema on on ott but did you think you know when you, when you chose the script uh, what actually drew you to to work uh, to accept contagion well i'll tell you the director steven soderberg is is mm. one of my favorite directors i didn't know him but when my agent called and said steven soderberg would like you to be in in his movie i said i will do anything i will sweep the floor if i have to <laughs> and i said what's the role and they said uh i think the guy's name was i can't remember his name but it was a janitor it was a guy who was sweeping the floor so right, right. <laughs> it was funny in that way i remember Uh, I hadn't been I don't know I I've, I've been very lucky to to not have been ill often in my life but at that moment I was I was very sick I didn't go to the hospital but I had just had a a flu that lasted a couple of weeks it started in Sundance Film Festival I got very 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 sick uh and I remember as I was reading the script uh i i felt uh, uh you know uh it was hard to read sort of and in truth i've never seen the movie uh right. i need to watch it i'm embarrassed to say it, but it it kind of uh scared me so much to read that uh i didn't really need to watch it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay but but um at that time you know it must have seemed like just another you know fiction movie right uh something that um, it would be interesting for the audience but today when you look back it's like everything that is said in the movie is true it's happening it's happening for real so uh, more, more portions it. of it's it it's so true 
Yeah, did you yes, have that? I, 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 I did have a feeling that it was something that could happen because we, we shot scenes at the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, the CDC, and those people are very smart. And I knew that there were, I hadn't read any, but I knew there were books called The Coming Pandemic and things like that. You know, it's like it came completely out of the blue, but still, uh, it's a shock when it, when it happens. Yes. I think, um, well, well, really coming to uh, maybe uh, your career, really, uh, John, you've done some of the most critically acclaimed films from Dust to Dawn, Rashar, uh, possibly every role in every, um, you know, big Hollywood blockbuster. So what, what was it like for you when you accept a role? Did you just grab it because the director was good, the script was great, you just wanted to be a part of it? What was it? Yes, I think that most of my personal smaller movies, uh, I believe, as you know, as well over here, uh, I when I am choosing a project, I I'm looking for a really great script uh, that's well written, a good and a good story. That that's one thing, and also uh, I'm looking for a role that really matters in that story, and then also I'm looking for amazing people who are telling that story. Uh, to collaborate with. So right. those three things, yes. Between Winter's Bone and The Sessions, really, uh, you can't compare the two, but which is more thrilling and exciting for you? Wow, that's so hard to answer. I think that because Winter's Bone was the first project that I was in where I was nominated for a lot of awards and suddenly yes. was doing a lot of press and I was traveling all around, to promote, it was very exciting in that way, I think. Uh, the sessions was exciting on another level, I guess because I was the lead in the film. Yes. And uh, it was also fun to, to be nominated for a Golden Globe Award. That was great. So they were both really exciting, but maybe because it came first, Winter's Bone was, was more exciting even, I suppose. After, I mean, when, when we saw you work on the independent film, The Shipping Down Life, and you and me. Yes. Now, all of those are very exciting, but we haven't seen you work on too many independent films. Why is that? Ah, well, I do a lot of independents that probably don't get seen out in the world too. Uh, Marta Marcy May Marlene was independent oh. film, as was The Sessions, really, as was Hunter's right. Bone. They were all non, non-studio movies that were made. All three of them uh, never, you know, didn't know that they would even be distributed to people. Those are the movies that you make. Sometimes they disappear completely. So uh, I do do a lot of independent films still. I would say more so than than studio movies. I've done some some television for HBO and or Amazon TV and such. So yeah, I don't know. I guess it kind of splits splits about half and half probably as far as large budget and small budget. Right, right. What what excites you as an actor, um, John? Is it thrilling scripts or there's a lot of action or is it something more subtle? I think more subtle. I think I'm looking for I'm looking for connection. I'm looking for if I'm watching uh, or if I'm in the film. I, I want I want to connect with with the character somehow mm. uh, and with the story. I want to. Even if it's a completely uh, foreign world to me, I want to recognize, I guess, just the humanness in 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 the piece of art, you know, and and where is the where's the life in it, you know, mm-hmm. and so 
uh, if that comes through, the, then I'm, I'm I'm very excited. Any any films that you um, you know regret not doing that's just slipped away from you? Any project like that? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, I've been around long enough to know that. You know, as actors, almost for all of us, we're, we end up doing a film because someone else, you know, didn't want to or couldn't. <laughs> so right, right. Uh, I, I don't have any regret. Uh, I've turned down some that, you know, might have paid more good money, but, you know, people got hired that, and, they, and it was their job that time. And that, that's okay. So I have no regrets with anything I've turned down so far. And I'm, I feel really fortunate about that. I'm, I'm glad for that. Right. Uh, John, you, you've sort of reached, I mean, for an actor of your stature, uh, you know, doing a web series right now, would that be a very uh, choosy uh, sort of proposition? Would you pick and choose what you want to do when it comes to the OTT? Oh, well, I've gotten to do an Amazon series, if that's the question, with Nick- Nicholas Reffen, who did Drive, a Danish right. director. Right. And that series was called Too Old to Die Young. I, I don't really differentiate between movies and television. There's There's a lot of good television happening here. I know there's always been amazing films made there, and I'm not sure if you also are having a golden age of television in in India, but there are so many good television shows here that it kind of doesn't really matter to me if the story is good and the people are good and the character is good. Okay. Then, uh, then I don't care how big the screen is, really, I guess. Super, super. What about Indian films, John? Have you watched any, any favorite directors that you've liked of movies that have sort of stayed with you, Indian movies? I don't know too many of them, honestly. I, I kind mm-hmm. of don't know titles. I think I saw Mother India long ago, this old yeah. film. Mm-hmm. I think I got to see, I'm trying to remember, Three Idiots, I believe, I saw, yeah. which yeah. is really wonderful. I love, I guess what I love about what I've seen, and, and I don't watch a lot of movies, period, I'm sad to say. Okay. But what I like about Bollywood movies is that they is, is music, for one thing. Um, they're long movies sometimes <laughs> for right. us. But I love, uh, I love the music. I love how full of life they are. I love that they're often socially conscious. I love that they can be really funny and also really kind of grounded in in the reality of the time uh, i don't know there's something so alive about them to me and they see they seem to be about entertainment in the best way and i admire that a lot i don't i, I wish that i knew more about uh cinema in general i don't watch enough movies i need to watch more okay. movies uh, american and uh, and otherwise <laughs> right uh what are, what are the kind of books that you read the authors that you like up. Ah yes, uh, one of my favorite uh, authors, I guess, is was is uh, uh, I think he was born in Sri Lanka, but uh, Michael Andache, I really love um, for fiction. I just read The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald, which is a classic American novel. I, I love I love Raymond Carver, who's an American writer. Uh, I, I've been reading a lot of nonfiction. And I, I I love a writer who wrote a book called The Devil in the White City, and he wrote several others that I have read. But his name is Eric Larson, and he's a really great nonfiction writer as well. Mm-hmm. I just um, can't stop reading. I, lo- I love to read, and I guess during the pandemic, it's uh, I've been reading a lot of history and a lot of science, and it's kind of given me some right. some perspective. I hope uh, a bit uh, as far as where we are. In our, uh, where we are in, in history, how this how this lays out in history. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, and also music. You did mention that you did dabble with a bit of music during the lockdown and stuff. 
Uh, tell us about it. Did, did yes. you uh, was it a part of your growing up years that you were trained in music? Maybe you took to an instrument early on. Yes, I I have not been trained in music or acting, but it's something I learned, you know, from watching others and from just kind of I guess failing and succeeding and just just trying and 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 loving the experience of of making music and and acting and making all kinds of art. But but yeah, I've I've played. I picked up the guitar when I was probably, you know, 10 years old or 11, something like that. And mm-hmm. played the ukulele before that. And I'm not, uh, I don't know that I'm a gifted musician, but I feel like I'm a decent mm-hmm. songwriter. Right. And I like to write songs. So that is good. Is that, yeah. uh, so some... I get to play in a lot of, I get to play in a lot of movies. I forgot to say mm-hmm. that I did a, a film, some Polish people made a film here, uh, and I got to sing a song in it. That was just a few months back. So okay. that was good. You're 60. How do you stay fit? And are you very choosy about what ah, you eat? Yeah. Yes, yes. What a great question. No one ever asked that. I, I, I've always uh, cared about that. You know, I lived in Austin, Texas in the early 1980s, and there were a lot of very, I guess, progressive people there as far as, well, I, I, I got kind of asked to, be, to participate in modern dance projects because I was a stage actor, a theater actor, and right. so I learned a lot about stretching, and I began to kind of do yoga long, long ago when people would would say, you know, how do you stay fit? And I say, I do yoga. In 1985, nice. people would laugh and say, yoga, what is that? And now, of course, there's <laughs> <laughs> yoga everywhere. But uh, yes. a lot of... A lot of yoga and very simple things. I know I don't so much love to go to a gym, but every day when I wake up, I, I work out, and then a little later in the day, just a little bit every day, and I try to eat organic and good food. Uh, right. Try to eat less meat. I try to, I guess, also just enjoy uh, what I'm eating and drinking, and and try to make it something that that makes me feel good and is good for my body. Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, how were you introduced to yoga, John? I mean, did you have people uh, like acquaintances? I read. I no, no. Again, uh, I read on the book, uh, and and I was learning a lot of stretching from modern dancers because I was working with them a lot in Texas. So, I you know would meet a yoga uh, teacher at a party and and say, I I'm not sure that I'm exactly doing yoga, but I'm stretching and breathing, and they said. You know, there are thousands of poses, so if you're stretching right. and breathing and not hurting yourself, you're, you're doing yoga probably. And so I've learned uh, uh, some of the poses along the way, what they're called, but I just kind of have always learned kind of a modern dance stretch that I guess is part yoga and part, nice. you know, strength training and all of that. John, do oh. you cook? I do, yes. I've been cooking a lot more during the virus. I think I've cooked every meal since March. <laughs> three meals per day. I yeah. just had salmon and rice and, and green beans and uh, and carrots steamed. It was very nice. Uh, and I, so, uh, are you an experimental mm, cook, or you yes. like going the traditional way? I I would say more the traditional way, but I'm trying to learn more. I, I get I was I signed up to have uh, because I I'm, I was afraid to go to the farmers market uh, every Sunday. Right. I signed up to have uh, organic produce delivered every Sunday. And so there are things that I don't expect, and that's really enjoyable to figure out how to prepare them and make them mm-hmm. them good. So mm-hmm. okay. that's really great. Great, John. Nice talking to you. Thank you so much, and all the very best. Oh, Nina, thank, thank you so much, Nina. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye.
That's all in today's episode. Tune in this evening to our news update podcast from the newsroom to catch all the exciting development of the day and to get the news while it's still budding. For the latest news and updates, log on to deckenherald.com. Check out our e-paper at www.deckenheraldepaper.com. To read news on the go, sign up to our Telegram channel t.me/deckenheraldnews. Keep up with the news in your interested sphere by downloading the all-new Deccan Herald app in which you can personalize, have a quick glance at new shots, check highlights and even listen. You can get it from Google Play Store and Apple Store and you can find the links to the same in the description. Thank you.